Chapter Four of the Singing Mouse Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellie. The Singing Mouse Stories by Emerson Howe. Chapter Four. What the Water Said. The fire was flickering fitfully and painting ghostly shadows on the wall. It was winter and late in winter indeed the season was now at length drawing near to the end of winter and approaching the dear time of spring which beyond doubt will be the eventful front and closing of the circle in the land where winter will not come i had drawn the little pine table close to the heap of failing embers and aided by what light the sulky candle gave was bending over and trying to arrange a batch on my old hunting coat it was an old old hunting coat far gone in the sear and yellow leaf it was old-fashioned now ones of proper cut and comeliness it was disfigured stained and worn the pockets were torn down the bindings were worn out it was quite willing to be left alone now hung by upon a forgotten nail and subject to no further requisition nevertheless if its owner wished it could still do a day or two i knew that and something in the sturdy texture of its oft-tired nature excited more than half my admiration and all my love while pork is on the ceiling grey coming on in the embers symptoms of death in the candle a blotch of tallow on the shakespeare and the coat not half done it must have been about then i think that the thin-edged sweetness of the singing mouse voice pierced keenly through the air i was right glad when the little creature came and sat on my knee and in its affectionate way began to nibble at my fingertips it sat erect its thin paws waving with a tiny measured swing and its mystic voice so infinitely small so sweet and yet so majestically strong began a song which no pen can transcribe knowing that the awakening must come but unwilling to lose a moment of the dream i who with one finger could have crushed the little thing surprising it more and more as more and more its voice swept and swelled and rang rang till the fire burst high in the noble pyramids of flame rang till the candle flashed in a thousand crystals swelled till the walls fell silently apart and showed that all this time i had been sitting ignorant of but yet within a grand and stately hall whose polished sides bore speaking canvas and noble marbles swept up and around till every stately niche every tapestried corner and every lofty dome rang gently back in mellow music all for the singing mouse and me small wizard it was fell cunning of ye so to paint upon the wall this picture of the old mill dam how naturally the wooded hill slopes back beyond the mill and how with the same old sleepy curves the river winds on back how green the trees how very green ah singing mouse they do not mix that colour now and nowhere do white bottomlands wave and sing in such seemly grace so decked with yellow flowers with old sweet william and small wild rose and nowhere now on earth i know is there any stream to murmur so sweetly and so comfortably to say such words to any dreaming boy to babble of a work well done of conscience clear and of a success and happiness to come all that was in the river if i listen very hard and imagine very high and very deep i can almost pretend to hear them now those old words heard when i was young the voices are there i doubt not and there are other boys god kept them boys always and made it dream not backward but ahead this lazy pool beneath the far wing of the dam how smooth it looks yet well we know the sunken log upon its farther side we have festooned it full oft with a big hook and hempen line and from that pool how many fatuous fishes have we not hauled forth here we came often when we were boys 
and once did not certain bold souls keep here all night curled up on the bank walking the next morning each with a sore throat tis true but with heart full proud at such high deed of valor and there is the long wooden bridge what the feet of engineering the bridge once seemed to our untravelled souls behold it now as it was then lying in the level rays of the rising moon a brilliant causeway leading over into the land of mystery to glory perhaps perhaps to failure forgetfulness oblivion and rest and there i declare at the other end of this great roadway swimming up i declare in the same old way is the great round moon whose light served us when we stayed late at the dam in the summer evenings and the shadows of the bridge timbers were just as long and black and the ripples over the rocks at the middle span were just as beautiful and white and here right at our feet again the moon is playing its old tricks of painting faces in the water there are too many faces in the water singing mouse and the back you sees repeating the words about the corpus delicti you would make one shudder let us look no more at the faces in the water but still you bite by the waters to-night wizard for here is a picture of the sea it is the sea and it is talking as it always does there are some who think the sea speaks only of sorrow but it is not wholly true if you listen thoughtfully enough you will find that it is not all of troubles that the sea is whispering nor does it speak always of restlessness and change some find a stimulus beside the sea and say it brings forgetfulness rather let us call it exultation much more than of a petty excitement fit to blot the man's momentary woes it speaks in a sterner and stronger note it throbs with the pulse of the further shore it speaks of a quiet tide making out to the fortunate islands and tells of a way of following gales and of a new atlantis somewhere on beyond how dear this dream of a different land this story of atlantis pathetically thought certainly atlantis is there out beyond somewhere in the sea and truly there are those who have discovered it and those who still may do so i know it singing mouse for i can read it written in the hollow of this tiny shell of pink you have found here by the shore borne across to us we may not doubt by an understanding tide from a place happily attained by those who wrote the message and sought to let us know long time upon the mast our brown sail flapped our keel blowed bitter salt and everywhere the ominous sky in sullen mystery wrapped what side we looked on either here or there the welcome sight of land long sadly sought and that atlantis hid within the sea the land with all our hope and promise fraught we saw not yet nor wist where it might be but as we sailed as manful as we might and counted not the sail more fit than oar lo o'er the wave there burst a vision bright of wood and winding stream and easy shore then by the lofty light which shone above we knew at last our voyage sad was over and we heard by the heaven for which we strove and soon all passed the need to wander more then as our craft made safely on the strand and we all well our very prosail furled we gazed the stranger's might at that fair land and hardly knew if it might be our world till one took gently every weary hand and led us on to where still waters be and whispered softly lo it has been planned that thou at last this pleasant place shouldst see and as to streaming so awakened we and looked with eyes unheard on that fair sky and whispered hand in hand and eye to eye tis our atlantis risen from the sea tis our atlantis from the bitten sea tis our atlantis come again o friend to thee and me end of chapter four recording by ellie june two thousand and ten